Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O and get it done right. As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in. Yeah. What's up? Jeremy. You here? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Testing, testing. What are you wearing? Uh well, you can't see me right now, but uh it's a nice black t-shirt and warm-ups of sorts. <laughs> Well, welcome to Between the Fur. Bom, bom, bom. Bom, yeah, bom, bom. <laughs> that's my that's my intro. Woo! <laughs> After <laughs> spent all, a lot you, of money. You, yeah, I'm about to say you spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> uh, right off the bat here, I want to tell everybody check it check us out on YouTube for some new uh -oh. content there. Yeah. Between the fur on YouTube. Look at that. All my announcements out of the way, just like that. Boom. Hey, today we have Jeremy Leg on here. He is the, and, and we can say this, right? We can say this. <laughs> uh, for many years I didn't, but hey, we, today we can say this. Today we can say this. Times are changing in the mascot world, it yeah, sounds like. Yes. I've talked to a few people lately that are just full on uh, taking their heads off. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. And, and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you know, uh, Jeremy is mascot for the Atlanta Falcons. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> See, I paid a lot of money for my intro music too. So. <laughs> there, you, there you go. And you take it, you can take it wherever you go. Right. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just that simple and that inexpensive. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I love it. And uh, so Freddie the Falcon, how long you been there? How long you been Freddie? Yep. I am going on my 16th season. Shut Holy up. I know. Isn't that crazy? 16th season. Yep. My, my first three, I was uh, kind of the, the backup slash go do everything that Trey Humphreys didn't want to do. Right. <laughs> which is what most backups are and then um yeah in 2008 I, uh, I i took over the program and holy moly here we are getting into 2020 so wow my Time math flies, right. 2005 2020 it's i'm starting my 16th season so. yeah so tell me what did your family think when you were saying hey yeah i'm gonna go to college 
I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the NFL. I'm gonna go be a mascot. Uh, so, so I went. I went to Auburn University. Um, in fact, Taylor Griswold and uh, Trey Mock um, were were Aubies with me. Right. Uh, but Gosh, when there's a I bunch went, of people that yeah. have come out of Auburn. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're we're infiltrating the entire sports market, but that's a whole nother story for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, but no, I I went to I went to Auburn um, in '98. The fall of 98, and during freshman orientation, I saw Albie and was like, man, that is one cool-looking tiger. I bet I could uh, do that and get to know that guy, maybe try out for that one day. And uh, two seasons, two years, three years later, I did try out. I made the squad with, with Albie. There's a three-person team there. And uh, my parents were like, what are you thinking? You're, 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 you're dressing up as a tiger on the side, but you're also getting your engineering degree. So, all right. like." That's kind of weird, but hey, at the time, Aubie, um was providing me a full in-state scholarship, too. So they were like, cha-ching, uh, go do that. Um, but when I graduated with Aubie in 2003 from Auburn University, I um, got out, got a real job, and it just didn't fit my personality. I was, I was in sports sales. I got an engineering degree and a, and a marketing um, uh, minor, and it was terrible. And in 2005, uh, Trey Humphreys called me up and said, hey, I need a little help on the side and the back, um, back into things. Trey Mock, um, who was in, in Atlanta for a little over a season, had left to go to the Buffalo Bills. And uh, I said, sure, yeah, I'll be glad to help out on the weekends. One thing led to another, and here we are today. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's just funny how you fall into stuff. And I, I'm hearing all the yeah, time, you know what? Go ahead. Falling, some of it's falling into it, and some of it I still think is like, the doors were open, but you still got to step through some of these doors. Like you do some, have to chase way, it. Some of the way things happen and, and even some of the stuff that's happened over the last couple of weeks that I can talk about later, like it's just weird how the universe, if you want something bad enough and the, the universe will help you get it, but you still have to take an initiative and you still have to like walk through your doors and walk through those opportunities. And, you know, and a lot of times fan, or people just want to know that you want this, you know, oh. like – I was telling somebody the other day how I got started and how I just hounded my team, at, you know, all through the summer. I, I tried to introduce myself, finally got the opportunity in person. And, and then once I did that and was kind of shuffled out the door afterwards, uh, I, I still called them all <laughs> <Like> security. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I still called them. I still hounded them. I still, you know, call them up and say, Hey, hey you know, leaving a message half the time saying, can I, you know, is there something I can do to, to show you anything? Or is, you know, can I, can I, you know, is there anything else you, that you would need from me to feel comfortable uh, you know, giving me a shot at this or, you know, on and on and on. I, I, I hounded him and finally got the call back. And I had already won this lady over that I had originally talked to. I still had to go through tryouts and I still had to be in front of a panel of judges and uh, that whole process. But it was, yeah. you know, and I was telling somebody about this the other day. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I would love it if you came and spoke to our youth. Uh, it, was a, it was a group, it was at church, I believe. And, uh, and, and come talk to them about how, or what it takes to get a hold of your dream. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Because a lot of people think it's just handed to them, you know, or, or, or things are going to be handed to them as soon as they step out of college. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I've done a 
several career talks. In fact, I have another one coming up next week that, that we're going to help host with some college students, but I've done a bunch of high school talks and it's the same, I'll say the same theme, the same story, the same message, but it's, it still kind of boils back to like, what is your dream? Go get it. Like it, it, there's no real formula. There's no, there's no real formula to this other than, other than we went out and chased what we wanted. For, for me, it was a little different. People will, will, will probably say I fell into it some, but um, in the second preseason game of 2008, at halftime, Trey Humphreys literally said, my back hurts, I'm tired, I'm sore, I got to go. You have the rest of the game, good luck. That wow. was then my tryout. I had to do the whole second half of the game. I then took off. That's the fourth preseason game for us. So it was Labor Day weekend. I took off with my family and went up to the mountains and had like a little family va vacation Labor Day weekend and came back. And in 2008, we didn't have a lot of service up in, in the mountains in North Carolina. And I had like seven missed calls and voicemails of like, hey, Jeremy, if you want this job, you got to call. Like, you did great during the tryout. I didn't even know I was having a tryout. And next thing I know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, crap. It's been seven days. I got to call these people back and let them know that I want this. Oh, my so, gosh. You couldn't dial yeah, fast enough. Right? Could not dial fast enough. Once I got cell service, it was, yes, 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 yes. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Let's do this. So, and, and it's uh, wild how, how time flies that those days still seem so vivid but and seem like yesterday but yet here it is 16 years later or I guess 13 years later now from that day so yeah yeah and for me 30 years later yeah, you know, I know right like it's just flown by and I still you know I look in the mirror and go geez who's the old guy but it's it, you know <laughs> I still feel like I can just keep going. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I'm hey, I'm I'm in the same boat. I turned forty later this month, and I'm like, God, if only my body would really keep up with what I feel like, I think I'd be fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh. and I'm and I'm lucky. I've I haven't had as many injuries as some of the other guys in in different leagues or even even in the NFL. But um. But there's still days where I'm like, man, my back doesn't move like it used to. <laughs> right. How many appearances do you do? That's a fantastic question. So in, in 2008, when I took over the program, we were doing roughly between 75 and 80 appearances. And then the, the, 10, the 10 home games, I know you guys all balk at that in the other leagues going, oh, 10 home games. You guys are so <laughs> lazy. <laughs> but, uh, but, but at that point, we put together a kind of pretty comprehensive plan to get involved in the community. And um, just last year, um, our numbers were close to 500 appearances. Wow. And then, and then just, um, and then the, the home games. So, well, and then, and then I do, I do, we do and on the NFL side, much like you guys, in the NBA will do like birthday parties or mascot football type games and show up and do stuff. I mean, that's how you and I met several times up in Denver. So, right. Right. And then, uh, have you, you've done the, um, mascot bowl in Salt Lake. Uh, yep, I've done that for Absey several times. Love that yep. dude. Love that. That's a great cause up there. Yep. Um, that's that's usually uh, where we did, get together yeah. is either, you know, at these football games. Yeah, last time I did mascot games was many moons ago, but I, I my dates just keep messing up <laughs> for, for mascot games down in Orlando. So Yeah, and I, it's been a long time since I've been there. Yeah. So I, I think just, they stopped I, I'd love to go and love to help and do stuff in different communities, but unfortunately when you turn someone down enough because your dates don't work out, they stop asking you. Exactly. I think that's what happened with me. So, but so yeah. how do you like it down there? I mean the heat? What what what's up with that? Yeah, so, so that's, that's that so with with our one of our school programs right where, where I take the head off and talk, that's one of the things I, I start with is one of the questions we get all the time, even for you, is is it hot in there? And my rebuttal is always, well yes, you you wrap yourself in carpet go jump into the sauna known as Hotlanta 
and start exercising and you tell me if it's hot. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 it can get and, quite hot down here in Atlanta. But, but Freddie is, uh, you know, one of the more um, performer friendly costumes, I'll say, because I, I, I've got tights on the lower half of my body, so it's not bad. My engineering degree led me, though, that, that um, our human physiology, your heat, most heat is absorbed and escaped through your hands, your head, and your feet. So we still are all wrapping our heat receivers and takers and still trying to exercise. So it, it's just wild to me that people think that it's not hot in this city. Yeah. And I add to that and put a plastic bag over your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, feeling that. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, you know, and try and breathe through all that. So, right. But yeah. Yeah, I remember uh -huh. my first time jumping in the costume for I'll be thinking, what have I just gotten myself into? I can't see. I can't breathe. It's hot as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> and why do people do this? Why do people do this? And then after the game, you're like, okay, that was a rush. That was amazing. I just got to run the flag or run the team out for 100,000 people. It was awesome. Yeah. So tell me, yeah. you know, I, I – I only know a few of, of you NFL guys and only get together with you guys every so often. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I always talk to Brad and, and things like that. And he's a great guy, you know, I, I, but walk me through like, uh, you know, typically a, an NFL game day. Yeah, for sure. So I, I guess I'll go kind of on record. Some of the guys might, might say it's false, but I'll try to speak for most of the guys in the league. Um, here on the East Coast, our, our typical Sunday game starts at 1 o'clock, the majority of our games. We'll have night games and other things, but we'll, we'll speak on a 1 o'clock game. Uh. For a 1 o'clock game on a Sunday here in Atlanta, I'm typically rolling into the stadium around 7.30, between 7 and 7.30 in the morning with my, um, my entire crew. So not to pull the curtain up too high, but I do have a couple of guys that back up and help me on game days just because we have so many – requests and appearances that we have to do not not to mention the stuff on the field but also um suite visits tailgates deliveries all all kinds of stuff we're, we're running freddie almost like disney where one minute you see freddie on one side of the building and and 10 minutes later he's on the other side rocking and rolling on stage doing something else so but uh but a typical day we're down there by 7 30 or so um loading some of the things in that we got to load in um, we normally have uh, a quick field run through for any on field skits around eight, eight thirty, um, and then by nine, um, one of our crews is out doing deliveries and tailgates, mm. um, and that will run till about eleven thirty or twelve, so two to three hours. My backups out doing stuff while I'm on the inside of the building, still taking care of the last few staff meetings and popping into production meetings and anything else that might have changed between our Thursday and and, and Sunday morning. Um, and then typically once doors and gates open for us, which in the NFL is two hours, most teams is two hours out. Some of that's going to change this year with, with, um, flex opening, but, um, but two hours out, we're back inside the building doing some sweet holder stuff. And then roughly we all get a break and get lunch about noon. And then at 1220 or so we're getting geared up to do team intros and run out. So, and then it's and then it's nonstop throughout the game. We typically an NFL game lasts three hours and ten to three hours and twenty minutes. Um, I'm typically doing the whole game uh, unless we're doing like a family skit or um, doing something where it requires for you to be in two places at once pretty quickly. But um, but then we're done by four four thirty and we're wrapping it up, getting out of there. 
That's kind of like two, for us. That's like two games. I mean, yeah, on the NBA, I mean, on the NBA side, probably the baseball guys out there will probably go, "Oh man, that's that's every day for us." They're two hours out for gates and a three-hour game or four-hour game, depending on how the innings roll. But um, but yeah, it's 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 a solid eight hours of one, once we get to the stadium, hit the ground, we're we're nonstop um, and, until we finally hear that whistle and we start packing up and loading up, and then we get to have a sandwich and a uh, some water or a Gatorade or an adult beverage, if you will, and then um, and wrap it up for the evening for the day. Wow. Yeah. And you've got so much, you know, so few games that you pack in just so much. So, yeah, oh yeah. For you sure. know. And, that, and that's, that, that's the argument that any NFL, even executive or ticket folk, ticket, ticket sales guy would say is like, listen, you, in NBA, you guys have what, 40 something home games and, and, right. and uh, MLB, you guys have, have 80 home games. Like you guys have a lot more inventory to put your 20 or 40,000 seats and, and ticket holders in there. The NFL, we, we've got our 10 games, two of which are, are preseason, so we won't speak on those. But our eight home games, most stadiums hold between 60 and 80, 85,000 folks. So we've got close to double or four times the capacity, but a quarter of the game. So do the math in the end. You know, that opportunity for tickets is, is a lot um, lot, lot, lot less available on the NFL Sup- side, which is why we we push a little higher ticket price. Right, supply and demand. Yep. Yeah, and and I don't remember that from college, so don't even ask. <laughs> you were engineering. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, tell me. So, what what do you? What's the thing you get out of this job? Is it? You know, it's not just the money. We all. I mean, for the most part, we all get compensated at least towards our value. So. Right. Right. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's your passion in it? So, so one of the guys who was um, in the industry here in Atlanta before I really kind of got strapped up was, was Wayne Jordan. I think you've had him on a couple of times. One of the things, one of the things he would always say is, is listen, I I get to go be the, the dude, go be the, the most visible person, body character out there, get to exercise. I get to hug the babies and kiss the babies and make people feel good. And then I can put it all in a bag and walk out the door with Matt Ryan, or at the time for Wayne, it was, shoot. Uh, oh, it Dominic, was, yeah, Dominic. Dominic those guys. Yep, I just um, uh, saw I, him at all. I, I, I drew a blank, too. I was like, oh, crap, who are some <laughs> <laughs> Wayne is really old. Um, but, but I get to walk out the door with, with Matt Ryan, and hardly anybody knows who I am, except now that I'm taking the mask off and talking to people. It's becoming right. a little more evident. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> now you're not going to be able to go anywhere. But for the most part, I can put my stuff in a bag, or put Freddie in a bag, throw him in the van, and put it on the shelf for uh, for a day or a couple of days, and not have to like really always be in it. So it's that Superman feel of I, I get to be Superman and Clark Kent at the same time. Yeah, it, that really is a fun aspect of it, and I <laughs> I have to laugh. I was talking to Mark Taylor the other day, and uh, <laughs> I was uh, and for those of you that are just tuning in and not sure who Mark Taylor is, he uh, was rumble for the, the for the thunder and before that he was he was squatch for the sonics and before go. that yeah he worked with worked with me and uh for a little while and anyways so i was talking to mark the other day and he's like hey yeah i gotta get going here he says i'm i'm standing here at the gym about to uh about to work out so i i gotta get going he goes now that i'm not in costume i actually have to hit the gym so <laughs> right 
Yeah. So yeah, it was a I, great, I work, I, great work. Great work. The, the, this day and age, man, as as active as most of us are, if you're if you're not doing something on the physical training side, you, you're you're only, you're only kind of hurting yourself. I've realized that if I don't get the gym two to three times a week, that it, it begins to show a little bit. So even even when I'm doing 500 plus appearances a year, yeah, yeah. Well, you you gotta yeah. stay in shape, and 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 I wouldn't have lasted this long if I didn't. Oh, heck you no. know, I and 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 just to you know before we move on on that note, uh. A lot of people ask me, so what do you do to stay in shape and everything? I'm like, yeah, during the season, for a long time, that's all I needed. But uh, then I, after a while, I was like, you know what? I actually feel better if I continue to work out, continue to lift and everything. And then what I would do, though, is in the off season, I would uh, switch off every year, run a marathon. And then the next summer, I would just lift. So, yeah. it, you know, concentrate hard on lifting and uh, and trying to bulk up a little yeah. bit and, well, yeah, and i'm not a huge huge lifter but i do have a pretty a pretty heavy um weight and strength conditioning program to be able to keep some body structure and body mass because with what we do man we're just sweating away our our, our muscle mass so you, you got to do something to kind of not only strengthen and tone and bulk up a little bit but it, it's crazy how uh how we just sweat it all away yeah yeah, people always. That's the other, that's the next question people ask me. Is it hot in there? Well, how much weight do you lose? Right. You know. Anyways, but yeah. Hey, so um, tell me what what's one of the funniest things, some of the craziest things that either you've done or that have happened to you. Man, I got so now we're kind of digging over to my high school program type stuff, which which is pretty cool. Which well, I'm sure we'll get to here here in a little bit, but. Um, yeah. One of the things that people don't don't probably know is that my second season as Aubie, going into that summer, um, Taylor Griswold and I got to go to um, an alumni's house, Kevin Green. Um, he was a linebacker for L.A. and then was with the Carolina Panthers. He, uh, he started his college career at Auburn as a walk-on, so he's got a pretty cool story. But, but we got to go up to his house to, to, to take Aubie and, and go do a birthday party for his five-year-old, Gavin, at the time, who's... He's now, I think he got even graduated from college by now, which really dates us how old we are. But, <laughs> but, but, um, but nah. we were at, at, yeah, but we were at we were at Kevin Green's house, and and Taylor had jumped in and done it, brought Albie out, did our thing for a little bit, and then um, and between between starting and wrapping up the party, Kevin goes, "Hey, you wanna you wanna go look at the cars?" I'm like, "Uh, heck yeah!" Um, he had uh, an old '71 Barracuda. Uh, oh. A 68 Roadster, like all kinds of sweet stuff. And then he had this uh, 92 Millennium Dodge Viper. Oh. And he goes, you, you want to take it for a spin? And Taylor and I look at each other. And Taylor gives me this, uh, I can't drive a stick. And I can, but I'm like, ah, Kevin, why don't you take me for a spin? And then when we get back, I'll, I'll take it around the block with, with Taylor and we'll go from there. So he goes, all right, sweet. We literally, we hop in, we hop in his Viper. Pop it into the driveway, hang a right, and then he gives it just a little bit of gas. He goes, I, I think it was second to fourth or first to third, but gives it just a little bit of gas. And I kid you not, man, I can still see the rabbit that comes up to the road and then turns and no more than a little tap of the brakes. And we completely totaled his Viper and put me into a minor coma. And I was in the hospital for three days and could, no. not, could not perform as obby for uh almost four months of my my second year as albie which 
for anybody that knows if those former Albies, you're only Albie for two seasons. So I, I didn't get to perform until literally the second, um, the second home game of the season. So neck brace, I had stitches come through my ear. I woke up in, in one of the um, MRI or CAT scan machines and freaked out because here I am in a neck brace strapped to this board going, what the heck just happened? Because the last thing I remember is just seeing a little bunny rabbit coming at us from like the bushes. It was, uh. it was crazy. Yeah. So, so to, to, to talk more on like, you never know what's going to happen, man. Time is short. Time is precious. The one commodity we, we only get so much of go, go chase your dreams. Cause much like our, our, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. So I have a lot of, not to say friends, but friends of friends who have been affected by the recent tornado up there. So um, go, you, you never know when, when calamity will hit or something's going to happen. So, so go, go chase your dreams now while you can. Seriously. Anything can happen anytime. Oh my gosh. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. But, and but note to self, not, like the, the takeaway the lesson here is if a rabbit shoots out in front of you, <laughs> crush it, <laughs> take it out. Better you than, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, Kevin, Kevin also sustained some pretty heavy injuries as well too. I mean, he was just trying to avoid the rabbit and I guess he, uh, whatever, I probably would have too instinctually, but yeah, um, you do. He, he and I, he and I stayed in touch. We, we remained, um, not say close, but cordial and good friends throughout all of it. In fact, probably better friends than we would have been if it was just a just a normal day. So, so, but wow. and it's crazy how with with this industry, we just get to meet so many people. You do, you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, was, I actually got to chat a little bit with uh, Chris Tucker. You know, from <laughs> from Russia. I was, I was just on a boat with my family and he was at the marina we were at down in the Bahamas just two weeks ago. What? Yeah. I got my uh, captain certificate. So I went and took a, a licensure class to be able to drive um, and captain catamarans and large vessels up to like 64 feet. So it's kind of one of my little passions on the side is getting on the ocean water and, and going places. And uh, we, we just went from the Nassau down to the Exumas and um, at Highborn Key, I swear, where was Chris Tucker? what doing some fishing and thinging and whatever and i was gonna go say hey but i was like ah he's here being himself too let him let him be his thing just like any anybody else we meet so but yeah wow oh, oh, that's... chris tucker of all people i just saw him that is crazy yeah he must have gone down there after the all-star game i saw him at the all-star game and yeah. yeah you were uh and and when we talked about doing this podcast you were like eh, i'm taking off that was right after the all-star yeah you yeah crazy Small world. It was wild though, because I, I got in and filled up our um our vessel with, with fuel. And when I'm checking out, the lady goes, Is, is this for Mr. Tucker? And I'd heard that Chris Tucker was there. I was like, Oh no, this isn't for Chris, but um you can let him know that we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll catch him at dinner later. And she just laughed. <laughs> no, but you can put it on his tab. <laughs> right. In hindsight, like, ah oh, yeah, no, he's picking this up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is for Mr. Tucker. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the code again for his account? <laughs> I forget. Oh, it's, I've been in the sun. Right. Well, ah, uh, okay. So yeah, yeah craziness. So, yeah, for sure. So that, that's one of those weird ones that like, you know, weird Who'd things that happen. That maybe some people do or don't know about, but um, yeah. What was your question? We go, what are some other crazy things we've done? Uh, yeah. Here's what stands out in 2000. And um, I guess it was 2009, right after the uh, 08 election. Um, uh, President Obama got in. We were playing the Bears the next season, and I had access to a limo that had presidential decals, 
uh, falsely put on it with yes. American flags on it, a whole nine yards. So we literally, in the third quarter break, have 15 to 20 guys in all black, like they're, they're Secret Service guys. They start pouring onto the field with a two-minute warning. And then right at the break – or not two-minute, I'm sorry, right at the, um, the break before the quarter break. Then at the quarter break, we then drive this limo onto the field while we're playing the Bears – and the stadium goes silent. We play the presidential uh, pomp and circum. All 70,000 people stand up, and I kid you not, it's like the paparazzi's going off out there. I even had a, uh, a friend of mine, a black guy, stick his hand out the window and start waving as if President Obama is in the limo. We get to, the, <laughs> we get to our mark on the field. The, the announcer comes across and goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the field a very special guest. I pop open the door, out jumps Freddie Falcon. <laughs> and everybody sat down. times I've gotten a gasp and a boo from my stadium fans. <laughs> but it wasn't like a bad boo. It was like, oh, damn it, Freddie. We thought President Obama was here. You jerk. <laughs> uh, but you had to. You had, had to. to. I, had I mean, to. I have the limo. It, yeah, we won up it. We won up it, and we had one of my uh, one of my assistants at the time, uh, Jeff, jump in a bear costume and start running across the field. So then all the Secret Service members go over and tackle this bear and drag Freddie back into the limo. But no, that wasn't the way it ended. Freddie broke free, and I went over and crossbody blocked him. And the the costume he was in ended up cutting his lip, like <gasps> sliced it. Don't don't find that out until we get back because we're laughing about man. Did you hear those boos? They were pissed that we didn't have President Obama. <laughs> That's <So>. awesome. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was just I just found this on YouTube the other day, and uh, just to to go along with that, uh, not one upping, but I'll hear here. I'll tell you another. Yeah. Just very much like that. So I I think it was like 1993 or four something like this. Uh, gosh, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, early 90s. The the Michael Jackson uh, Super Bowl halftime. Yeah, yeah. Remember that where he like popped up over here, and then I don't know. You might have been too young, but he pops up over here. You know, on top of the stadium and then he pops up over on the other side of the stadium and then he all of a sudden pops up on stage like field, yeah, yeah yeah so he was like actually like i don't know spring loaded or something he just he would jump up and then land you know it would it was like he came yeah. out of, you know he came out of the floor came floor. out of the stage whatever so it was so i when i was watching this you know it was like the we had a game the next day and I'm watching this and everything, and he stood there. If you'll, if you'll go back on YouTube and check this out, Michael Jackson stands there awkwardly for what seems like forever. And <laughs> then, I mean, just not moving, just stands there. No music, nothing's happening. He stands there, stands there, stands there. Then it gets kind of uncomfortable for me. I'm like, somebody start the music. Somebody push play. What? what is happening here? You know, like he's waiting for the cue. Come on. Stands there, stands there, stands there. Finally, he just like jerks his head to the side, like, and looks the other way. And I'm like, okay, it's starting. Nope. <laughs> standing there, standing there, standing there. 
I'm like, this is awful. I feel bad for the guy. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. And all of a sudden, like he just, the music started and he, at the same time he moved. I mean, it was just like being, I don't know how they timed this, but he moved and the music started all at the same time. And he just started dancing and singing and everything. I was like, okay, so what just happened? Was that, was that planned or what? Anyway, so, you gotta love those. Or was that planned? Was that a plant? Yeah. I mean, I know they lip sync and, and all that, but I'm like, somebody push play. Did somebody, <laughs> I mean, was something unplugged? What? So, so the very next night, uh, halftime, starts and they say ladies and gentlemen tonight we have a very special guest straight from the super bowl yes he's here he just flew in for our halftime tonight <laughs> you know or you know he performed last night at the uh yeah. super bowl halftime i mean we did this whole big build up ladies and gentlemen on your feet <laughs> Here he is, the king, you're the king himself. Yeah, the king of pop himself. And so they say, say my character name, and you can see just people's confusion, you know, looking back at it. I, I came running out. I mean, just running out dressed like Michael Jackson with this yeah. huge, you know, like microphone sticking out of my ear, coming down to my into the, my the mouth on this thing yeah. I had the short pants on i was dressed like i ran out ran out ran out jumped up and landed at half at center court and then just stood there stood there and stood there and stood there and stood there and it started out as a little laugh and then it grew to a huge laugh and then it became a roar and people were cheering and screaming and whistling. And, I mean, it was just, I just stood there and I held it as long, as long as I could. And then I jerked the head to the side, you know, and it held it for longer. Anyways, uh, yeah. I got done with that standing ovation. It was great. I mean, I ended up going into heal the world, make it a better place. And I had a whole bunch of kids run out and yeah. you know, we're all waving and stuff like heal the world. And I pick up a little awesome. kid and everything. And then at the end, the, the kids like trip me as I'm walking off. But yes. Yeah. We've done a, we've done a bunch of like Michael Jackson tributes or montages or whatnot, but that's, that's pretty strong. <laughs> the whole thing of just waiting was just the, yeah. I mean, the well, dead silence. It's one of those things I've learned over the years, like sometimes less is more. So just that pause and wait, because we did the same thing in the limo. We, we, I almost busted out the door, but the guy driving, no, wait, wait, hold it. Hold, hold, wait hold, for it. And the flashes grow and the applause starts to, to buckle more. Like, All right, hang on. Okay, now get blah, blah, blah. Hey, I want to pause here and tell you a bit more about our sponsor, Alinko Costumes. Alinko is family owned and operated. Their first pro costume was the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> and their first NBA costume was the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Alinko's history dates back 100 years, and now they make over a thousand mascots a year, including high school, college, corporate, and pro teams. Needless to say, they know their stuff. They also stand by their work with the best warranty in the business. I swear I've called Jill at all times of the day, and she always answers. Alinko has earned my business, so I recommend you go where the pros go, alinkocostumes.com. Now, back to this episode. That's right. Timing is everything. Yep. Timing is everything. And, you know, uh, Wayne Jordan. Oh, yeah. Hey, 
he taught me that right off the bat. He's like, yeah. man, there's a lot of times when less is more and you can't, you, you don't need to be a hundred miles an hour all the time. Yep. You don't, you don't have to go a hundred miles all the time. And, and, and sometimes, uh, what was his other thing? I always said, uh, be in, be good, be gone. Yeah. 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 I was talking to him one, you know, when I first started, he was the guy that held my tryouts or, or, or kind of ran my tryouts. He was hired to come in and do that. And then I went and trained with him for a little while. And yeah, I, he, we were talking about birthday parties and uh, I remember him saying, Hey, birthday parties, you go in, you do a half hour max. He's like, oh, because, sure. cause you're like chocolate to kids, man. They love it at first, but too much chocolate makes them crazy. You know, yep. they'll and turn on pulling you. your tail and punching and kicking and hitting. Yep. And that's you, get, yep. you get sick of chocolate after a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. wise man, wise man. Well, so, um, oh, your school programs, man, you do, you yeah. do a great program down there. And so yeah, tell we, me, tell me a little bit about that. We, we, we do several and, and I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, didn't throw, um, Trey Mock in here. Cause, cause one of the programs that we're doing, we kind of, kind of borrowed from him and kind of tweaked it and made it our own. And even, and even Dan Mears is kind of doing this at the, at the uh, and has been doing it for a long time where, where he takes off his masks and lets people try on costume and stuff. In fact, um, Andrew Johnson down with the Texans has the story of Dan was doing a show at Andrew's elementary school. Andrew was the kid selected to come try on Casey Wolf. And then Andrew then later becomes a professional mascot himself. So weird Crazy. how that happened. Yeah, I know. Weird how that happened. So I'm, I'm not going to, to those um, links um, the old Albie world is, you know, you, you never see the costume and parts or pieces. So Albie is real. Freddie is real. He's his own being. Right. But when we get to the middle school and high school level, we go, wait, you, you guys know that Freddie's not really real, right? Um, and we do this lead in where we talk about um, uh, stereotyping. You know, what do you think the, the performer that plays <clears throat> Freddie is a boy or a girl, a man, man or a woman? Are they older or younger? And just go through this whole stereotyping thing, and and then they introduce me, and I come out, and we literally just break down some walls and barriers, and talk about uh, not only what stereotyping does and doesn't do for people, but also just the things I've gone through, the stuff I've overcome, the 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 hope that we try to give people here in Atlanta, um, and and kind of rock it from that standpoint, and, and a little bit of a bullying slash um, um, suicide awareness slash. Uh, um, slash career program. Oh, that's great. You know, and that's, that's just right, right exactly to the point of what people need right now. Kids yeah. need right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, the suicidal rate is crazy right now. I mean, well, it's, what's, it's what's crazy. It's, it's one in, going right on? now, one, one in, one in five um, high school students have considered it, which is crazy to me. Like, wait, what? Yeah. But, um, but, but we tie it in from a mistake that I made back in 2012, I, I had gone and done a, um, uh, a suicide, pro, uh, suicide awareness and prevention walk in the morning on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Later that day, uh, the Falcons were playing the Panthers. They get hosed. They just, it was a bad season for us, bad day, bad game. It is what it is. But I went to go visit a friend of mine in the hospital who had, who had lost his leg in a, in a chipper accident. So blue collar oh. guy, blue collar friends, they're all around and they're just, cussing the tv out and arthur needs to sell the team and he deserves better and get rid of matt ryan and blah 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 all this stuff 
So Jeremy, being the smart individual that I am, <laughs> left, left the visit with my friend and jumped on the Twitter machine. And you can probably still find it out there today, but uh, the tweet reads, uh, had a great time at the suicide prevention and awareness walk, the out of the darkness suicide awareness walk. If things continues the way it is, the way they are, I may get to go back. Are not so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I heard about that week, one. But. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was pretty bad. It was a uh, for about a week. I, I thought I was getting getting fired, but um, but but the the cool part is now looking back, the tweet's not cool, but the fact that my team is allowing me to use a huge mistake, and a and a and a miss talk on words and joking on something that shouldn't be joked about to now bring light to a topic so that we can talk about it. it it's crazy, man. I, I, we did a, we did one, this program at a middle school just, uh, just back in the fall. And um, we don't normally do it for middle schoolers, but I had an eighth grade teacher come up to me after the program and go, you don't know how bad our students needed to hear this and hear your message and your overcoming talk. Um, there was a student who should have been in this program, but committed suicide in sixth grade. Mm, sixth grade. I mean, and that's when I go, what's, I've got a sixth grader. Like what's going on so bad in your life? Either A, you can't talk about somebody or B, you think that's the answer. Like, and, and it's crazy. And, and, and after these programs, and I know Trey Mock does something kind of similar um, from, a, from a bullying standpoint and suicide um, talk, mm -hmm. but it's crazy how we're just getting, I get lines of students after these programs just coming up just wanting to talk. Sometimes they want a hug. Sometimes they just want an autograph. Sometimes they want a selfie. Middle schoolers and high schoolers are kind of crazy, but, but then I, every, every program, no, no doubt, I get students to come up and go, hey, can, can we talk for a minute when you're done? Like, yeah, absolutely, for sure. So we end up, we make it a point to give them, I give them a contact number and for myself and my assistants who are with me, um, Jeff and Courtney. But, um, but I, I make sure that they have a, a way to talk to us if, if they're not, are too afraid to talk to a counselor or a parent or a teacher. So, right. And it's been pretty cool. Well, I applaud you for, you know, taking those steps to, uh, you know, to turn this into a positive and I have to applaud your, your organization for allowing that oh, sure. and, 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 and supporting you because, you know, isn't it funny how sometimes just the worst situation or a negative can be switched around into a positive and, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm trying to recognize that more and more nowadays, you know, there's, there's probably a, you know, a higher purpose for, you know, what just happened or there, there's going to be a, you know, a, a silver lining to this or, you know, something like that. And, and, you know, to your point about, yeah. um, you know, not having an outlet for kids and, and things like that. What a, what a great um, yeah. situation where, you know, they can relate with the character, first of all, oh, and sure. then, you know, and then we, have, we come in and we make it cool. And we talk about hanging out with T-Pain and Usher and all these artists in the Atlanta area and the rap scene that I've got to hang out with. And, all these celebrities and then we make it real real that not only have, have do we all go everybody's going through something but we also we are all human we all make mistakes it's going to happen yeah but what's going to set you apart from you or your peers is how you handle your mistakes and please talk to someone if you're thinking that but everyone's got to learn to overcome their mistakes and it's wild that that happened back in 2013 and here it is 2019 was the first time we really started doing this so for six years that mistake just kind of hung out there and mm. then we were able to turn it and use it for something positive or something good yeah that's right you, you know uh to this point and we and i 
we've been on here for a little while, but I, I want to say this um, before we start wrapping things up is that uh, a good friend of mine, uh, I guess I shouldn't say it that way, a good friend of my son's, um, but I knew this kid and uh, we just found out last week that uh, this kid that my boys wrestled with in high school, just the most fun, most uh, relaxed and, and happy-go-lucky and just best sense of humor. I mean, always had a smile on his face, like literally. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this. Um, he was the jokester. He was the, the happy-go-lucky guy that was just uh, bringing everybody up. Uh, his name was Jesus, and uh, he uh, uh, they had a funeral for him last week. He couldn't uh, couldn't take it anymore for some reason. I don't know what uh, I don't know any details on it, but uh, you know, it, it's just I, I just sit here and go, what is going on? Remember, you know, the message that I would want to say right now is, hey, there's a silver lining. There's always a silver lining. You know, you put out. Uh, I, I mean. Heck, there's been so many times in my in my world. Here I am running around in a costume, and I'll be walking through the crowd. I'll be doing, you know, just whatever. I'll I'll do a, a I don't know, but all the time, I'll get people in my face. You know, you suck. You know, just and I'm like, <laughs> hey man, you know, chill. Just no, you suck. I mean, you just get comments. Like crazy. Yeah. If I took that all personal, geez, yeah. I would have been done 30 <laughs> years ago. You know, I would have, right, yeah. I would have never survived, but you, you that's, have to, that's, that's one, that's one of the things I, it might've been Wayne. It might've been someone else who said, you, you got to put the positive and the negative and put it in the bag too. When, when you do get your time off and you got to get your time away. And, and, and that's one of the things I, I still appreciate my organization. Shoot, I've just had two, almost three weeks of vacation, which is phenomenal. To really yeah. kind of shake off the last season before we start gearing up for all the stuff we got planned for, uh, for moving forward, but uh, it's, it, it breaks my heart about um, about Hector and your sons. So yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's crazy. And it's crazy. What's, I don't know if it's social media or what, but but we we, we got to start making a little more put a little, little bigger light bulb on this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, gosh, there's been so many of my ki my kids' friends that have disappeared just because. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But anyways, well, hey, um, so we've had a great conversation. And this is kind of oh, taking sure. a different turn from the norm that, you know, we yeah. were usually kicking around uh, all kinds of different stories. And well, I was even and, jotting down some old stories of like the fun, crazy stuff. But the, but the really cool stuff has really kind of happened lately for us with, uh, with the, the suicide awareness talks and the bullying talks and taking off the mask. And then, and then all the, the deliveries we're doing. I, I had a really, really weird thing happen just a couple of weeks ago. Tell me. Yeah, with um, we, so we do this delivery program. We do it for every holiday, but our, our season ticket membership is really bought into it, and um, they're able to basically pay it forward and send Freddie to a friend or a spouse or a mom. Normally, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Veterans Day that will go and do these visits. And we're in the living rooms or offices of 50 to 60 people in a week, which is awesome. But um, on our Valentine's delivery just, just a couple of weeks ago, we were um, – out visiting visiting fans and, and it was a random Tuesday morning and we go and see this lady and that morning we had seen a lady who starts laughing and she starts crying and then through our visit she leans over and tells me I'm scared to death because I have um, a brain surgery next week and I, I don't know if I'm going to make it and then she just starts crying on me so I break oh, character yeah. and start talking to her and I, we look up and there's people are FaceTiming the interaction 
And there's like 30 to 40 people via FaceTime around this lady as we're giving her hugs and flowers and just saying thank you for, for being a season ticket member and happy Valentine's Day. But then we, we leave there and we built, we'd gotten ahead of schedule on our deliveries. We walk into this McDonald's to get um, a little bathroom break and get, some, get something to drink. But I got to preface this with back in the fall, we had done a, um, a, a, a party at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta where the goal was to feed everyone in the hospital and to give them a toy. And this was all a lot of Freddie's budget and we had some leftover money. So the organization was awesome and saying, yeah, go for it. My wife's a nurse up there. So um, it was awesome to go and kind of get, do a give back. But during room deliveries, we bumped into a mom whose son did not look good at all. Four months old, wires everywhere, stuff going on. And on the wall in there, there was a onesie, a Falcon's onesie. Oh. So we go in and my whole team, like Jeff and um, some staffers are with us and some, um, some of the hospital administrations with us. And we walk into this room and the mom starts laughing a little bit. And then she starts crying just, just like the lady on the delivery. And she starts crying and we start talking and have this conversation because I break character. And I start trying to just give her some hope and talk about like being strong for her son, because that's what he needs right now. And he needs a, a positive energy so that he, you know, can, can hopefully pull through this. And then I turned to, to Hey, you want to sign your onesie? And my whole, the whole room had cleared out. So apparently we sat in there and had this deep conversation for 10 minutes and a dude in a costume and this mom going through what she's going through. So the room had been cleared. I get a Sharpie. We sign, sign the onesie and we disappear. But for the next two months, we talk about like, not just me, but even our players and cheerleaders and, and, and almost any mascot does this where we go in and we have a moment with people and, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But, but our organization is trying to turn those moments into real real memories and how do we pull the people along with us that really need continued encouragement or continued support, continued, whatever, how do we bring these people into our family and love on them so that they can pull through or if by gosh, if a little boy didn't make it, how do we scoop that family up for a little bit and give them, give them some love. So fast forward back to Valentine's day deliveries. We just had a pretty impactful visit just, just before that we then stopped at the McDonald's. I'm the first one out. I go pee real quick, wash my hands, go get something to drink. And I see this lady in line and she looks at me as if she knows me. So I go and stand in line behind her and then Jeff walks by and then she turns to me and goes, do you work for the NFL? And I paused for a minute and I was like, well, I, yes. Why do you ask? And she goes, for the last couple of months, I've been trying to get in touch with someone at the Falcons. Hmm. The mascot for the team came to my room and visited my little boy. And ever since that day, it's changed our life. Whoa. The boy pulled through. It was the mom from the hospital there. There's no way she could have recognized me. I don't know if it was energy. I don't know what, but the universe is weird in that they put us back together at that moment to re-meet this mom. The boy had been home for three days now, still on ventilation tubes and machines, but the boy's at home and they think he's going to pull through. But it's just weird how even my team was like, had we not been ahead of schedule and not decided to go to McDonald's instead of getting gas, we wouldn't have had that interaction. So it's weird how the universe just things happen and that you got to step through it. Never happens. Never happens. So, yeah. You never, you, so, you never, I never get to hear or see the, the, uh, the outcome. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we never, we hardly ever do. And if we hardly do, ever, 
word of mouth or, hey, we got a letter from a mom that they sent into you. Thanks for coming by and giving us a stuffed animal. Right. So, so with that interaction, and for a couple months now, we've kind of been like, what do we do? And, and we still don't really have a full grasp on it, but, but we're trying to find ways to pull families like hers. Um, there was a little boy back in the fall who um, was my son's age, played for a, a, a middle school team, and his coach said, hey, let's go to the high school game tonight so we can really watch high school football. After the game, there was a, um, a gunfight. Some shots broke out ended up hitting this boy in the back and now he's paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, geez. We brought him in back in October and took him trick-or-treating to the stadium and just tried to show him a good day. We decked out his wheelchair and just had some fun. And, and literally, so Isaiah, and then there was a, a girl we met last season who's battling, um, trying to get kidneys and Lauren is fighting. So, so we're trying to, to circle up all these families and pull them along with us to continue to give them hope. And, and, and if anything else, just tell their stories so that they then have the hope to tell their own stories to someone else because everybody's going through something. Yep. And it's wild that this costume, these costumes that we wear, we're starting to look at it as just, just a tool. It's a tool that we can get in and go low on somebody or go encourage somebody or go, go help somebody smile because it's that smile and laughter that I think will, will really help to change it's but, weird to say it's going to change someone's lives, but it's evidence from that mom who said, you know, your positive energy is what really helped us take the right steps with our son to help to get him um, the love that he needed to get, to get, to get healed. Yeah. And to start everything. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. Mascot Miracles in uh, Salt Lake. Uh, yeah. Part, you know, part of John's, uh, yep. uh, yeah, the football Great game out there. And yeah. You know, the, they've started to do some research on uh, the effects that mascots have. And it, it's a form of therapy is what they're finding out. You know, it's some, it's a way to reach people on, on different levels and in, you know, and in different uh, emotional areas that, you know, a lot of people can't. And, you know, I, it, it, it's interesting. I'll tell you one, uh, one quick story that, uh, that I have some years ago, uh, I was at a big, I don't know, I can't remember if it was a season ticket holder thing or, or what it was, but it was a, it was in a ballroom in one of the hotels downtown and it was, it was kind of a dress up deal and whatever. And I was supposed to be there greeting people and, you know, just doing my thing, kind of warming people up before they sat down to, to their meal and to the program and whatever. And so I'm, I'm kind of roaming the room. People, people are filing in and things like that. And I had a lady uh, kind of take me to the side. And, you know, when somebody grabs your arm, you're like, hey, okay, don't, you know, <laughs> don't, don't be grabby. You know, don't, don't, I just, I don't <laughs> like that. But um, she kind of tried to pull me in close to, to whisper something to me. And I realized, okay, she's trying to whisper something. And um, she, uh, she said, hey, uh, can I, can I tell you something? And here I am in costume, like, like we're going to have a conversation, you know? And uh, so I kind of shake my head. Yeah, sure. You know, she says, I just want you to know the effect that you have had on my son. And I, I could feel the seriousness of the situation. So I, I was not any longer, you know, shaking my head and, you know, moving in character. I kind of lost character at that point. And I, I just stood there and listened and she said, you know, a little while back, my son, uh, I was left with a babysitter 
we went out for the evening, we came home, and somehow my son was different. And she said, for the next few days, we could not figure out what had happened. So we took him to a therapist and everything, and they couldn't come up with anything. Something was different about my son, though. He was quiet, and he was not happy. And uh, just a little boy. I don't know what age, but uh, anyways, he, uh, um, she said sometime after that, she was walking by his bedroom, and his bedroom door was open, and she heard him talking in there. So she stopped and just kind of peeked in, you know, the, the crack or whatever, and here he was sitting on his bed. He was sitting there with his Rocky doll and he was uh, talking to it and literally explaining the whole story, telling Rocky what had happened that night. And she says, I just want you to know that if it wasn't for you and the way, and, and the way my son feels comfortable with you, and how he feels about you or whatever. She says, if it wasn't for that, we would have never found out what had happened to my son. She says, I want to thank you. And of course, my tears are running down my face and, yeah. and uh, you know, at that time, but uh, you know, I, I moment upon moment, uh, day after day experience, you know, appearance, uh, game, you know, whatever after game, uh, there's there's great experiences like that, and there's yeah. also the great experiences of hey you suck because <laughs> you <laughs> know that's you. the fuel that's the, the kind of fuel yeah terrible <laughs> yeah you know it that's all all that stuff keeps yeah. me going you know the well, one well, kind of fires me yeah. up and the other one humbles me yeah so. for sure well and it's and it's and it's really humbling when an opposing team fan has something happen like the story you just told we were I was up at the uh, I'll make this as quick as possible on this one. We were uh, up at the Hall of Fame game, just doing my thing. It was us playing the Broncos in Canton just last year. And uh, we're at this Play 60 event. And I'm playing this little girl, not thinking much of it, whatever. And I get this Dallas fan going, Freddie, you're terrible, man. Get out of here. And, you know, whatever. It wasn't like malicious. <laughs> he was just goofing off. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, and then about 10 to 15 minutes later, he pulls me aside and goes, hey, Freddie, I need to talk. I need to talk to you. I'm like, all right. What'd I do? Dang it. What, what'd I do? <laughs> right. Right. So I lean over to him and, um, he had his sunglasses on his head and has taken and putting them over his face. And he goes, Hey, um, I want you to know that I, I think it's, I think you're here for a reason. And he said that. And I'm like, wait, what? Where's this going? I thought you're going to heckle the snot out of me. Like what's going on? Right. Um, he goes, that little girl you were playing with is my daughter. And one year ago today, my best friend of 17 years in the military committed suicide. And oh this is the first time that she's really been laughing and been joyful because she misses her uncle and uncle in quotes, cause it was his best friend, but um, right. just wild how little things like that. And it's even more humbling when it comes to opposing team fan. And he then heckled me a little bit more, but like, Hey, you're my number two team because the, the guy who had committed suicide and had passed was a huge Falcons fan. They always used to go back and forth with each other. As he told me the rest of the story, I'm like, wow, that's crazy, bud. And then wow. we talked for a minute and made sure he was in the right spot. But, but it's just wild how these, these things just – they're happening more and more often for me. Almost as like I'm either some pet therapy animal 
or I need to go into <laughs> therapy as a therapist or, or exactly. something. <laughs> oh, oh, whatever it is, it's all good though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is all good, man. Wow. It is all good. Well, but I appreciate I, but because your time. These, yeah, but because these stories are happening more and more often, I, I, I'm going to keep doing this for a while, man. That's why I got to get back in the gym. So I <laughs> to go help change people's lives. Uh, yeah, that's really what it's all about, man. Hey, I, and I, I appreciate you telling me these stories. These are, you know, we, I don't take these lightly and, and, uh, you know, I know you don't either. And yeah. I appreciate you sharing them. It's, it shows another side of, of, uh, not only you, your character and everything, but people as well, you know, people yeah. are, people are good. And so I love yeah, yeah, what deep, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Deep down, I think everybody's good. It's just a matter of, of trying to get to that spot. Yep. everybody's going through something yep. so even 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 before we got to jump on the jumped on the horn here today i was like man i'm not going to top anybody else's story about rappelling from a roof or nearly breaking every bone in my body you know i've got some i got some fun stories like everybody else but but i think what's really kind of set us apart or what's a different angle for for your little podcast here is this kind of stuff because everybody does this too but i just think we do it differently and we've had a lot of really like the universe is weird type stuff going on. You can call it God, you can call it fate, but we've had a lot of craziness happening here lately. So, yeah. Well, so. I agree. And I, I love, love, love. And I would love to know someday, you know, all the uh, things that, that we, we don't get to see, you know, all yeah. the stuff that, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg and, and everything, yeah, but you know, that would be fanatic. In fact, in fact, well, believe in what you believe in when it's all when this roller coaster is over i hope i get to see like you got to impact this person and this happened that you didn't know about and this happened for this reason like that that's a pretty cool way to think about it yeah yeah and i hope i get to thank the people that have helped me along the way as well so oh, amen to that yeah, for yeah. Sure, brother. <laughs> Bro, so. well hey i really appreciate you coming on here jeremy i appreciate the fact that uh you are uh telling who you are and and you're still yeah, still yeah nice. I love it love it just yet we're getting there we're yeah getting there. so man I don't get a lot of current mascots on here so love it love yeah it. you got a bunch of old dudes who are talking about the days before uh, cell phone cameras and having and to wait for someone to talk to Boo Boo just to get a picture with you while they're waiting in line <laughs> that's right or <laughs> driving to an appearance trying to flip through a map. A map, right? <laughs> That's yeah. what I had at first. Map of the town. But uh, all right, Jeremy, I'm going to wrap this up. But you know what? Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this before I go. Um, I, I want to throw this out there to people who are listening. Questions. So if you have a question and uh, you want me or uh, one of my guests to answer some questions, whatever, reach out exactly. to me on Facebook and we will uh, – yeah, I'll do my best to, to give you a shout out and as well as answer questions. So, yeah, man, uh, that's about it. So have a great day. I'm going to get ready to uh, head to the arena. I got a game tonight. So how many hours are you getting there before tip-off? Oh, probably three. To, uh, no, let's see. Yeah, three and a half to four. Yep, so I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be out there uh, soon. So, yeah. Well, good luck tonight, Ken. All right, appreciate it, man. Have a great day. We'll catch you on the other side of the fur. All right, brother. <laughs> we'll see ya. Where do I